the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back. Tuesday, September 13th, 2022. I am Seth Liebson. Our phone number, if you'd like to join the conversation or contribute to it or start one, it's 602-508-0960. That is, as they say, the barrier to entry. 602-5080-960. Where did that phrase come You can't not see that phrase anymore. It's... Uh, it's um, it's it's one of those Bader Meinhof phrases. We can talk about that too if you want. But I was now twice in the last two days with two different people talking about the upcoming election this November, and I was telling them about an event we're doing uh, here at the station. Uh, we're calling it the Battleground Talkers Tour. We're bringing in Mike Gallagher. We'll have Charlie Kirk. We'll have Brandon Tatum. And some other special guests. I'll moderate the discussion. It's going to be October 23rd. If you're interested, you can get tickets at 960thepatriot.com. And we're talking, obviously, the event is is obviously about the, the November election. I was talking to these two different people about how uh, important this election is. And uh, they both, in their own way, said, your next thing you're going to tell me is this is the most important election in our lifetime, which is what we hear every two or four years. And I said, I will tell you that. And I don't know if I have said that before. I could see perhaps that I might have. But I don't back down from that not being an exaggeration. I do believe this is the most important uh, election in our lifetime. I I believe it for a number of reasons. I'd be curious as to what you all think about what I'm about to say here. But if you don't put a check on this Democratic administration with at least the House of Representatives. God, please make it the House and Senate. But if you don't at least put a check on it with the House of Representatives, think about what you have seen only thus far with this administration. And you could create your own lists. I'm working. I'll do my monologue in the next hour. So I'm just speaking off the top of my head here. But you, you think about an administration who's used its Department of Justice and FBI to actively pressure news organizations and social media to silent stories that are negative about them or that could negatively affect their elections. You think about an administration that tried to get a truth advisor, a disinformation advisory board, had the gall to create, try to create a disinformation advisory board so that they could monitor and silence anything the administration deemed to be untrue. Meanwhile, you have an administration that routinely says untrue things. Yesterday, the big story was Kamala Harris saying the border is secure on NBC. You have Karen Jean-Pierre, White House press secretary, who was talking about how the Inflation Reduction Act is working, even as we saw Inflation report numbers today higher than even the administration predicted. 
Uh, we can talk about Alejandro Mayorkas, who is the head of Department of Homeland Security, who has also guaranteed us any number of times the border is secure. Back to Karen Jean-Pierre, if you want. People don't simply walk across the border illegally to get here. Um, those are just three things off the three or four things off the top of my head. Of course, you can think about everything that went down during COVID, including how you endanger others by not getting the vaccine and how the vaccine will keep you from getting the the uh, keep you from getting sick, being hospitalized or dying. And, of course, the promise that Americans who were not vaccinated last year would be facing a winter of grim death. On and on, we can play this game of the disinformation they peddle, promulgate and disseminate to the American people while claiming the mantle of having the truth on their side, totally reversing the entire Republican form of government or even Democratic Party, excuse me, Democratic, no Democratic theory notion that consent in this country is formed by the people to get the government it wants, not the government creating consent by dictate to the people. That is actually a tyranny, if not a totalitarian regime, which is what anything close to a disinformation board would be. You have parents doing nothing more than exercising their democratic duties of going to school board meetings where they object or might object to the curricula or COVID mandates being libeled as domestic terrorists and being surveilled by a police state. You're telling me that we have been in a place where this wouldn't putting a check on this administration wouldn't be the most important election in our lifetimes? Of course it is. Meanwhile, you have a series of foreign policy and international threats taking place while, again, our Department of Homeland Security, our president and our vice president are saying, don't worry about terrorism. Don't worry about China. Don't worry about the Middle East. The greatest threat is the neo-fascists or semi-fascists that constitute the Republican Party. This is an incredible place we have arrived at, an incredible place we have arrived at. In fact, so much that it's hard to remember it all. Excuse me. I was happy to see our friends over at Issues and Insights run down a few of them with a little bit more uh, specificity. Uh, Let's just take COVID deaths for a moment. When Joe Biden took office on the promise that he had a plan that would end COVID, (coughs) the official death count, excuse me, the official death count was 424,000 Americans, 424,318 to be precise. Today it is over 1.044 million. In other words, there have been nearly 620,000 COVID deaths on Joe Biden's watch, and that's despite all the interventions Biden claimed would end the pandemic. That includes the vaccine. That includes the fact that it wasn't novel. And that includes the fact that when he was debating Donald Trump for the presidency, he said anyone with 200,000 COVID deaths on their watch is not qualified to be president. Well, this one's got 620,000 on his watch. Inflation. Let's take the economy for a moment. Despite the recent decline in uh, pump prices, gasoline costs 91 percent more than it did on January 20. 21, according to the Consumer Price Index. So every time you hear the White House or Karen Jean-Pierre or Joe Biden say we have brought gas prices down, please understand that is a lie. Please understand that is a lie. They brought it down 
from something they had already elevated, and it's still higher, in fact, 91% higher than it was when they took office in January of 2021. Food prices are up 14%. Overall, prices have climbed 13% since Joe Biden has been president. To put that last number in perspective, the overall increase in the consumer price index during Donald Trump's entire four years in office, 7%. They've nearly doubled it. Nearly doubled it. 7% Donald Trump, 13% Joe Biden. What about what Joe Biden constantly and continually says he thinks most about and cares most about? Workers, particularly blue-collar workers, are they better off? While wages have climbed a bit, they haven't kept pace at all with the inflation of Joe Biden's presidency. As a result, workers have seen their real wages decline by 5 percent, which works out to an effective average pay cut of $2,776 a year. Okay, this is a pay cut of 2,207, excuse me, 2,726, little uh, little uh, reversal there, $2,726 pay cut a year. This is while today Karen Jean-Pierre is speaking about the hundreds of dollars people are making from the Inflation Reduction Act if, and of course only if, They use vouchers for green products. But even if they do, and assuming everyone does, you're saying we have reduced your costs by a couple hundred dollars a year, but we are increasing your costs by $2,726 a year. It doesn't parse. It doesn't scan. It doesn't wash. Inflation and a sluggish economy have had an impact on people's sense of financial stress. Uh, When Joe Biden took office, the financial related stress index stood at 61.6 percent. Anything over 50 indicates stress. Perhaps it was understandable then since the economy was still overcoming the covid shutdowns of the previous year. So they came in at 61.6 percent. You want to know where it is now? Remember, 50 is your baseline. Anything over 50 is bad. Biden came in. It was 61.6. It's now 69.3 percent or 12.5 percent higher than when Joe Biden himself took off, took office. Anyone want to argue that people are better off under Biden when it comes to their financial worries? We have a lot more we can talk about. But, yeah, this is the most important election. We are facing the ruination of the economy. I haven't even gotten to the cultural issues, what's taking place in our schools, what's taking place with our children and what's taking place with the re-racialization of society, each and every one of those things, something that could take down this entire structure of this economy, which is what they want to do. They're not hiding from that. When they talk about systemic racism, it is the system they want to take down. I'm Seth Liebson, 602-5080-960. Give us a call. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, portions of which are brought to you by my friends at Y-Refi. If you're looking for a remarkable investment opportunity with a great return for investors, do check them out. They are offering a fixed no-load interest rate up to 10 in a quarter percent return for investors, all in a collateralized and secure portfolio. Y-Refi, a due diligence approved firm, is made up of investors who are doing very well by doing good for others. And you can be part of that. 
Check them out, investyrefi.com. The word invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y dot com. Or give them a call at 855-316-3087, 855-316-3087. They're based here locally. You can visit with them, and uh, you won't get a sales pitch if you call them. They'll just, uh, they just love to talk about what they do and let that uh, speak for itself. In all the uh, litany of things I was talking about, maybe an index of failing indicators of the Biden administration or really the Democratic Party. Um, I didn't even get to the issue uh, of crime. Uh, Our friends over at Issues and Insights, the number of aggregated assaults was up 4% in the first half of this year compared with the first half of the year before. Robberies are up 19%. Motor vehicle theft up 15%. And, of course, murder rates are higher than they were in the first half of 2020 and way above where they were before COVID. There's another interesting indicator, which I think is probably the one most easily to argue with people, if you are arguing with people. And that's the direction of the country. Right track. Are we on the right track or are we on the wrong track? Uh, Right now, 70 percent on the latest poll, 70 percent of the country believes we're on the wrong track. A month before that, we had 89 percent thought we were on the wrong track. When you are in that territory, you have to ask yourself, what is going well? What is being done that's right? Who are those 30 percent who think we're going in the right direction? And ask yourself this. Ask yourself, irrespective of any numbers or percentages of polls, just ask yourself this. Were you not under some impression, either large, moderate, or small, but weren't you under some impression that the inauguration of Joe Biden would be the inauguration of more civility in this country? Have we seen that? Well, we haven't seen riots like we saw in 2020. But to say that Donald Trump frothed up or inspired those riots would be a lie. The question is, is there more civility? Do you think things have gotten better when it comes to dialogue, when it comes to a bipartisanship or a partisanship, lack of partisanship in our discussions, in our lives, in our culture? Uh, ask yourself, that question when you at the same time ask yourself the question, how is it we're being silenced and shut down for questioning sex change operations for children kept behind the veil from their parents? Or when we're talking about the critical race theory in schools, which was another thing we were lied to, uh, we were lied about to ask yourself, is it, um, is it is it more civil to think of a two-party system in this country or to approach a two-party system in this country with the knowledge that the president of the United States has called the entire party in opposition semi-fascist and its slogan, Make America Great Again, uh, redolent of Nazism and terrorism? Is that civility? Is that a better place and a better marker, in fact, the chief marker of the Biden administration. 
Newt Gingrich, who uh, I think has uh, very keen insights, especially when it comes to how to win uh, congressional races and wave elections. He was the first to do it and did so a couple times, uh, at least one time subsequently to his 1994 revolution. He has a um, he has a piece uh, over at the Washington Examiner, a five point plan to secure a Republican majority in November. Uh, first, well, yes, first ignore the media's efforts to get you to focus on 2024 presidential politics and the unending effort to continually smear President Donald Trump. Your job is to stay focused on the issues that matter in the lives of everyday people. The cost of living crisis, particularly the skyrocketing cost of food, the ripple effects of the cost of living on electricity prices, heating and oil, diesel, fertilizer, and other necessities. Um, Second, crime. Crime may be the big sleeper issue this fall. It's the one that I'm worried most about when it comes to our elections. In Philadelphia, they are on pace to suffer from a record number of homicides this year. Why in 2020, the most advanced we've ever been, obviously, as we would be the most advanced at any given year. Why at this level of advancement? Why at this stage, 22 years into this new modernizing century in the wealthiest and most successful country the world has ever known, are homicides reaching a record? Uh, A staggering 70 percent of people in Philadelphia consider crime to be the biggest issue when the government can't keep crime from being the biggest issue because it can't keep crime uh, pacified when it can't keep crime low, down and arrested, so to speak. That is a failure of government. When you consider that the protection and safety of the people is the first duty of government, which of course it is, and it can't do that, and it is the leading concern in major cities in this country, that is a failure of government. Needless to point out, there is not a major city in this country. Double check myself. Yeah, I think I'm right. There is not a major city in this country that is run by a Republican administration. Think about that. Um, Third, illegal immigration. They lie to us about it. The border is secure. Karen Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary today, today, said that the border would be more secure if it weren't for the obstruction of Republicans in Congress. Said it with a straight face. Do you want to hear something perhaps even more disturbing than that? I didn't know this. Fox News reported this. Um, When Jen Psaki was press secretary, we would, I remember this well, we would uh, occasionally get fact checks from factcheck.org or the Pew organization of the Washington Post, Glenn Kessler's fact check column in the Washington Post where he would you know, he would fix, uh, you know, he would have fixed a score of one to five uh, for, for, for how truthful a statement was. They would they would fact check Jen Psaki from time to time and they would give her uh, low scores from time to time. Guess what? Outside of Fox News, get this outside of Fox News, Karen Jen Pierre has not been the subject of one single solitary fact check from any organization, including the Washington Post. Why do you think that is, by the way? I'm Seth Liebson, 602-508-0960. By the way, hint of an answer that's not the right answer. It's not because the administration is only telling you the truth.
Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. When the major networks in their morning news, as they did this morning, open up with inflation numbers, you know that this is a major story. And we are delighted to have John Dombrowski with us with for our Culture and Economy Update. He is the president and founder of Grand Canyon Planning Associates, Grand Canyon Planning Dot com his website easy to reach out to him through that he also has his own radio show here every saturday morning at 7 a.m the word on wealth john dombrowski welcome back how are you sir fantastic seth how's it going i'm doing fine Good. thank you i was watching um uh cbs I, I, mm-hmm. it could have happened on any of the networks for all i know but their financial reporter this morning was talking about how the administration's predictions given the inflation report were Pretty close and not that different from the expectation. That's not really quite right, though, is it? I mean, we've seen some massive fallout today in the economy, haven't we? Uh, yeah, you know, I think the uh, the market was expecting something that uh, didn't happen. Yeah, you know, we 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 saw uh, the inflationary numbers increasing rather than decreasing, and this is something that uh, I think caught a lot of people off guard. And uh, the market certainly reacted to it. The uh, stock futures this morning prior to the open were showing a positive open for the market about 30 minutes before the market open, which is about, I think it's 6.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. here in Arizona, 9.30 in New York time. Uh, the, the futures markets were reeling, and they reversed substantially yeah. about 600 points yeah. and just got worse throughout the day as the trading session continued. Uh, and started to, you know, the expectation is is that the Fed's going to definitely raise rates. And, you know, the market was thinking that maybe inflation was in hand. Yep. And uh, we were going to maybe see maybe a half point raise from the Fed. But the Fed's been saying all along that, hey, we're, we're going to keep, uh, you know, raising rates, trying to get a handle on this. Uh, and the Fed was right today, right? They're showing the numbers were much higher than what, what uh, maybe experts were thinking they were. Uh, and so it, it really caught the market off guard today. Now, I would say to those out there who are panicking because of this, a lot of the trading that happens, Seth, when we see these wild you know, uh, uh, changes in the market like this, a lot of them are computer-generated. Uh-huh. Yep. And, sell uh, at this, sell on this, yeah, buy as soon on as, this. Yeah, yeah that's right. Course. They hit right. certain trigger right. points. Right. And it doesn't matter. There's That takes emotion completely out of it. Uh, and but it does create emotion on the other side mm-hmm. for for the average investor out there. Um, so just be careful. Don't do anything irrational during these volatile times. If you have a long outlook for your uh, investments and for your future, uh, then you know you'll get through this. You got through other you know volatile times which were worse than this. Although today was a pretty bad day for the market. Hey, by the way, on that uh, on that market as an indicator of things, when Donald Trump was president, he he seemed to be. Uh, ex- very focused on how the stock market was doing. He loved to look at how the stock market was doing as an indicator of where the economy was. Mm-hmm. And clearly this administration particular on days like today doesn't. How do you uh how do you John assess what the market is doing uh generally as an indicator of the economy generally? Well, I mean, obviously, the benefit of of a rising market and a a, a good performing market is because companies, corporations are doing well. And and most people out there, if they're invested in in the markets through their 401ks or any other retirement accounts or just general investments, as the market goes up, they participate in that. It creates wealth. 
And um, that is why I think the president, President uh, Trump was so, you know, uh, focused on this because he was showing, hey, people are making money here. Uh, and uh, it created a lot of wealth for a lot of people out there, for the average Americans, too, the middle class. Uh, and so this was not just a participation for the wealthy. Uh, but when you see days like today, it, it, it starts to, again, create these, stir up these emotions and people, it creates a lot of fear. And I don't want people to make uh, decisions uh, based on this, this uh, emotion that they're feeling right now. Uh, Things will get better. Can you make adjustments to your portfolio? Yes, you may be able to do that. But if you're looking long-term for your investment uh, strategy, this is an opportunity oftentimes. Oh, yeah. These are the times when uh, if you're going to be a a long-term investor, that that contribution you're making to that 401K is taking advantage of this pullback. Well done, John Dombrowski. Thank you, sir. You bet. Securities and advisory services offered to Client One Securities LLC, a member of Finra and Sipic, and an investment advisor, Grand Canyon Plenty Associates LLC, and Client One Securities LLC are not affiliated. Bless you, John. Thank I'm you. Seth Liebson, 602-5080-960. Be right back. Liebson Show. Speaking of inflation, uh, you know how uh, much less your dollar is worth. Less and less every day and even more so today. With the tax hike you got that you didn't ask for with these inflationary numbers, the good news is that gold and other precious metals traditionally hold their value in failing and falling economies, as ours is right now. If you're interested in putting gold or other precious metals in your portfolio for your savings, your investment, your future, as I have, check out the Midas Gold Group, the veteran-owned Midas Gold Group, to safeguard your possessions to safeguard your future. It's the only precious metals company that I, Seb Gorka, thousands of you already use. MidasGoldGroup.com. That's MidasGoldGroup.com. Or give them a call at 480-360-3000. 480-360-3000 to discuss precious metals and your portfolio. Jack is in Phoenix. Hello, Jack. Hello, Seth. Thanks for taking the call. You bet. Hey, I, I thought you might be interested. I went to Ruben's uh, community town hall this Saturday. Ruben's community. Ruben, 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 Ruben. Galeo. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ruben Gallego. Yes. Okay. Congressman Gallego. Right. Got it. Sorry. Okay. Yes. And uh, the the interesting thing was that he had a topic on Marilago, and he emphasized how disappointed he was in Merrick Garland for him not indicting Trump, Trump, excuse me, right away. And uh, so I raised my hand and said, well, what about Hillary Clinton? (laughs) And then he told an abject falsehood to the audience. Oh, he yeah, he indicated that, oh, all of those uh, documents were up classified afterwards and. By the way, if she had been guilty, Jeff Sessions would have uh, prosecuted her. And I went back and read (laughs) Comey's statement, and she had secret documents, and she had uh, top-secret documents, and she had classified confidential documents. And, yeah, there were were some up-classified ones as well. But Jeff Sessions wasn't around for six more months. That's right. That's right. That's right. 
you know, um, I'm glad you went. I, I'm curious um, about how many people from, you know, are doing this that go to these congressional town halls or meetups who don't agree. I, I think it's fantastic. Is this the first time you went? I assume Gallego is your congressman. He is, and it's the first time I went. And why did you I go? Also, I want other people to do this and hold these people accountable. And you'll never, because, you you know, I don't know that they get a lot of media at these things, if any, but you never know when someone might be getting you on a tell, you know, with a, with a, with a, uh, with a phone recording or, or a video uh, recording. Jack, what possessed you or what uh, energized you to go to this? It's a, the red exafuse at toll, you know, and, uh, Really. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Say that again. Mm-hmm. Can, can you? It, so, yeah, Jack, I was just asking what motivated you to go to the Gallego town hall in the first place. It, it is. Absolutely. Hmm. I think we may have dropped him or something. I, I'm not sure. But uh, I appreciate it. I, I do think the larger point is uh, is is incredibly important here. Um, I, I get that we want to uh, probably have more interest in going to events of people we support, but I, I, I think you got to. I mean, look, the Democrats and the left have succeeded in large part by, for all obvious purposes, taking the playbook, whether they know it. Of Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals. One of the most prominent rules is hold your opponent up to his own standards uh, or her own standards, as the case may be, given given the candidate you're talking about. I was at an event uh, last night where someone clearly I mean, it was a partisan event and someone clearly of the opposite point of view was there and uh, and 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 spoke up Uh, here. Here's what you need to learn, and it's the first operating principle of political give-and-take and Q&A. Um, you know that you have someone solid when they don't have to lie to the opponent or lie to the opposition or lie to the dissident in the audience, and there was none of that uh, last night. Uh, the, the, the opponent, the dissident, uh, if you will, who came in and wanted to uh, ask hard questions uh, – didn't need to be lied to, and in fact, I think was probably enlightened on a lot of the goings-on that she was simply confused about or came in with her prejudices um, regarding. But, you know, if you can stomach going to some of these Democratic uh, events, uh, please do so, obviously with all due respect, but please do so and ask a civilized question. Uh, Ask it hard if you want. Ask it tough. Be tough. uh, Be resolute. Obviously, I don't mean not to be when I say civilized. You know what I mean when I say civilized. Just, you know, give the same respect that you receive uh, as a standard operating principle. But but I think it's fantastic to ask these questions and get these people um, on record. And, you know, if you don't see anyone recording, record them yourselves. Record them yourselves. Um, And if they say uh, you can't record me. Um, there's a whole series of questions you might want to ask them as to why. Uh, are you afraid of, uh, of of the answer you're going to give? Do you know? Do you not want the public to see what you're saying? Uh, a friend of mine just texted me. You know, there's this whole uh, news story. It's been going on for about a month now, 
where the Democratic candidate uh, for governor here, Katie Hobbs, uh, is refusing, uh, has doubled, tripled and quadrupled down on refusing and has finally settled the refusal to debate the Republican candidate, Carrie Lake. Uh, there's a lot that's going into this. This 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 means that, first of all, this will be the first gubernatorial election with no public debate ever by dint of Katie Hobbs refusing to do so. She will say she doesn't want to share a stage with someone so extreme. That's a cop out. And everyone knows it. And we have had uh, plenty of candidates uh, from more polar opposites debating in this state for decades and decades and decades. Um, I can take you back through races in the 70s. I can take you back to races in the 80s. The polar difference, the 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 uh, the valence, the um, the 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 wingspan of differences uh, between candidates uh, has been much farther apart at times, especially in Arizona, than it is uh, between uh, Katie and Carrie. The, the idea that Kate, Katie doesn't want to grace a stage with Carrie Lake is belied by the very fact that she wouldn't even debate her Democratic Party opponent. My friend who texted me said, this too, you know, is a form of censorship. It is an effort to silence not only the public uh, from hearing how ridiculous the Democrat is, but it's an effort, a veiled effort, to also silence the Republican from having a, uh, a bigger audience or the Republican speaking to members of the Democratic Party or, for that matter, non-affiliated or what we call independent voters in Arizona uh, from hearing the Republican message. Why would they be afraid to let you hear them? It's the same answer as to why is it they lie about issues that only go in one direction. They lie and cover up things that are conservative truths for one reason and one reason only, just as Jack noticed with Ruben Gallego, because the truth to them is deadly, politically deadly to them. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. You know, Jack's call in the previous segment uh, reminded me of something I wanted to get to as well, which is on this tour uh, that Hillary Clinton is on uh, right now, uh, promoting her uh, television series uh, with her daughter about brave and courageous women. You know, uh, women like... um, Oh, you know, uh, reality stars, uh, women who are comedians who can't broadcast their routines on network television or radio because they are so filthy. Um, While she's going around on this tour, you know, you can't take politics out of Hillary Clinton or obviously for the reporters that are interviewing, asking her about politics. And when comes up the issue of her emails and Mar-a-Lago, she has been saying that she can't believe that um, but her emails, but Hillary's emails is still a phrase, that people are still asking her about her emails. Jonathan Turley, Democrat, law professor, George Washington University. You see him sometimes on Fox News. Maybe you read his columns. He pointed out something pretty interesting, kind of odd for her to express that people are still bringing up her emails when on her website she is selling hats that say but her emails. She is profiting off the fact that um, that there is hypocrisy over her emails. Well, welcome to the world of the Clintons. But this notion that uh, none of her emails uh, were um, were classified is is simply not true. And Jonathan Turley has a great column at Fox News on that. 
she most recently uh, said it on Twitter. The fact is that I had zero emails that were classified, she wrote. Washington Post checked it and wrote, technically correct. Technically correct. Technical. That's how the Clinton world wa- operates, isn't it? Uh, when you think about, you know, what the meaning of the word is, is. But as Jonathan Turley points out, Hillary Clinton is focusing on whether the emails were marked classified as opposed to whether they contained classified information. The tortured logic is transparently and knowingly misleading, but it has been pushed by Hillary Clinton and swallowed by a lot of columnists and analysts. Turley says, I do not believe that the email scandal warranted criminal charges, but then again, Neither does the Donald Trump Mar-a-Lago fiasco uh, um, uh, warrant criminal charges. But the idea that these emails did not contain classified information or that Jim Comey said they were not classified, all of that is simply untrue. The inspector general noted exactly that same point. 81 emails, excuse me, 81 email change chains, 81 email chains containing approximately 193 different emails were classified from the confidential to top secret levels at the time she had her private server. Nice work if you can get it. And she's getting it. I'm Seth Liebson. My monologue coming up next. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 